Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on American Family Radio. That's the name of this show. Today is Wednesday, August the 24th. And we thank you for listening to, we're going to assume you know the year. Uh, <laughs> we thank you for listening to American Family Radio. In studio with me today is our Greek Italian, Ed Battagliano. Good thank morning, Thank you, Ed. Tim. It is August 24th, two days before my birthday. Oh, it's oh, a national wow. holiday. At least it is around my house. <laughs> uh, so Ed's asking there for gift certificates and cards. It's too late. That's why I waited. Okay. It's too late for oh, people two, to Two send days me. from your birthday? Yeah. So it's this Friday. Okay, 26th. Uh, also in studio is uh, Fred Jackson. Good morning, Fred. Good morning, and I hope Ed is going to help us celebrate his birthday with a pizza for the staff. Yeah, uh, yeah, because he's Italian. Sure. He's Italian. Of course he's a, In fact, I told my wife, I said, Friday, we're going to get pizza for lunch. <laughs> See? Like that never happens throughout the year, right? <laughs> well, it doesn't happen as often as it used to. Yes. But just, uh, I just pointed this out. Let the record show that we are very much into diversity here. Yes. Uh, on, on, on today's issues, as uh, got a Canadian, got, we got a Canadian American, we got a uh, Greek Italian, Italian Greek American, Italian Greek American, and uh, and what are you, Tim? <laughs> Why don't you get the I answer guess, my wife I, gave? I guess I'm the white Southern boy, I <laughs> guess. When my wife and I were dating in Bible college, I asked her the question. I always ask girls when I dated, those four girls I dated over the course of my life previously, I always said, well, what's, uh, what's your nationality? I did. Up, up in the New England area, you ask people that. What's your nationality? And she looked at me like I'd coughed up a hairball. She said, I'm American. And I said, no, where were your parents from? Right. And she said, the what's South. The, what's, <laughs> the South is the old country, yeah. right? Oh, man. Immigrated here from the South. <laughs> yeah, we, we're, in, we're from Scott County, Mississippi. We immigrated from Jackson County. <laughs> oh, my word. Okay, then. So, Ed, tell people how they can... Uh, use technology to experience this show yes we are technologically advanced folks there are multiple ways you can listen to this program and watch i'm going to tell you about watching you can go old school facebook or youtube and search for this show today's issues and click through or and this is what we recommend you go to streaming.afa.net that is our own streaming platform we can't get canceled uh, we can't get, what you know, shadow ban, none of those things. You can go to streaming.afa.net, and you can simply create a, an account. It'll take you 60 seconds. You know the drill, username, password, email address, and then you can watch American Family Radio, talk radio programming. You can watch us do radio. I think maybe the exception uh, is Sandy Rios. Uh, you can't watch her because she told us when she came on board she said, no video. I'm not getting up that early in the morning and putting my makeup on. Yes, she did tell me that. That, so, was, a, that was a big condition yes. for her to accept the, the, the role as our morning host. That's right. I don't blame um, her. So, All right. So, uh, again, thank you for listening. I was just scrolling the uh, – I know we got, we got our stories stacked up here, but Fred and Ed, I was just scrolling the 
uh, Fox News, and they said five more migrant buses from Texas arrive in New York City. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> this is a beautiful thing, as uh, Governor Abbott calls out the mayor of New York's hypocrisy. Yes, <laughs> it really, it really is one of the best things to watch because. Of all the leftists saying, y'all come, we yes, support Joe yes, Biden's right. pro- policy. We're a sanctuary city. Sanctuary mm-hmm. city. And yeah. then the Tex- governor of Texas and Arizona, Doug Ducey, they said, uh, okay. We'll take up on that. <laughs> we'll send them by the busload. <laughs> and they're complaining and whining. Yeah, They, they oh, want yeah. the National Guard. Yes. Uh, was it Bowser, the, yeah, uh, the mayor of uh, yeah. D.C.? D.C.? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Please she, send the Ma- National Guard. And You know what's funny about that is the mayor of Washington, D.C., Bowser, she's twice asked for the National Guard to help her mm-hmm. because the uh, uh, immigrants who are here illegally, they f- they're flooding by the millions. And I, I do, I'm not exaggerating. They Since Biden's been president, it's just every day you see these pictures. Of hundreds and thousands of people coming over our border because Biden and Harris and the Democrats, they don't care mm-hmm. how many people come in here illegally. So Washington, D.C. and New York City, you know, they've declared themselves to be sanctuary cities. Yeah. Host, you know, as you say, everybody come. Yeah. So they want everybody to come over the border illegally as long as they don't come to their town. Yes. Yeah, huh? that's now, right. Now that they've come to their towns, they're mm-hmm. going. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. So anyway, the mayor of New, the mayor of Washington D.C. has twice asked for the National Guard to help her with this problem. What to do with these folks? And twice the uh, D- Department of Defense, the Democrat Lloyd Austin, the Secretary of Defense, has said no. And I can only, uh, pro- I can only, I can only. Uh, think this thing through by this is uh, going to reflect poorly on Biden and Harris. If he were to say, okay, we'll use the national guard to handle what a couple thousand, 4,000, right. Whatever they got, because that would only spotlight what the governor of Texas and the governor of Arizona are saying. You're whining and complaining about a few thousand people. We're dealing with a few thousand people pouring into our border towns every day. Right. Because you don't do squat to stop them. Plus, it's a bad look. It makes it look like you need to call out the military because these are bad people coming into our city. Why else would you have to call out the National Guard? Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, I just think it's hilarious that now five more buses have arrived in, in, uh, in, in New York City. And, and the, the mayor there's blaming Texas Governor Greg Abbott for this when he should be blaming, President Biden for this because that's, that's right. where the problem mm-hmm. uh, originates. So, anyway, I just thought I I saw that story and and I just thought to myself, L O L, you know. Mm-hmm. All right, coming up at the bottom of the hour, Abraham Hamilton the third will be with us, and then Dr. Alex McFarland also later on in the hour. So, if you don't like to listen to Tim, Ed, or Fred, we got other voices coming right. your way. We got options. We got mm-hmm. options. We got more diversity. That's right. On the way. Fred, what do you got? Well, uh, apparently, according to multiple reports, President Joe Biden, just a little bit later today, is going to announce the latest way that he plans to spend taxpayers' money. And we're talking hundreds of billions of dollars of taxpayers' money. Uh, You may have heard by now that uh, apparently he's going to announce 
that uh, the federal government is leaning towards wiping out $10,000 uh, from in student loans from Americans making less than $125,000. So, uh, according to these reports, uh, whatever your bill is, whatever you're owing in federal student loans, if you're making less than that, uh, Joe Biden just wants to wipe out $10,000 well, of that debt. Wipe it out and give it to the taxpayers to pay. $300 billion is all the program will tell. Yeah. He's, all he's doing is transferring the debt yes. to the federal to to to, ta- to everybody to the taxpayers. Correct. That's exactly what he's he trying wants. to buy off votes. Yes, it's just naked <laughs> pandering is all this is. We're going to talk to Abraham Hamilton the third about him about the constitutionality of this because Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, Democrat, said she, the president couldn't do this last year. All right. Would you like to hear what Nancy Pelosi? I would like Pelosi? to hear what. I, I, yes, Nancy, I, I always want to hear what Nancy Pelosi don't we has all? to say. I yes. mean, come on. Now, this is from uh, July of last year. July of 2021. Correct. When she was asked about this very thing about uh, the president uh, uh, canceling the debt, uh, college loan debt. Go ahead. Correct. People think that the president of the United States has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. He can postpone. He can delay. But he does not have that power. That would that has to be an act of Congress. The question of who gets forgiven uh, is a is a debate. But the president can't do it. So that's not even a discussion. Well, you know. One of the few times in my life I absolutely agree with her, right. mm-hmm. Nancy Pelosi. She's right about this. We were, um, we were trying to – now, we are going to ask a, yeah. Abraham Hamilton III when he comes on about the constitutionality of this. But we were – in our story meeting, we were trying to figure out how this works. Now, we, we nobody really knows exactly what President Biden's going to do because the, his proposal has not come out yet. But we're trying to figure out exactly how this works. Now – you know, we all know that the federal government guarantees a lot of these student loans. Um, uh, and so does that mean that the federal government is telling the lending institutions uh, that, uh, okay, the gov- federal government's going to pay for it and and the borrower is relieved from that responsibility? I mean, how how is this thing going to work? Well, here's the proposal that's, that that is out there that he's going to announce today. I guess he's going to announce it. I don't know. It may be somebody else, but I, and that is, uh, that, uh, that the federal government will absorb the debt of up to $10,000 per student, uh, who makes under 125 grand a year. Mm -hmm. So these are people who have already finished school, uh, I guess, and they're working, they're making under $125,000 a year. If they fall into that category, he's saying, I, Joe Biden, alone, unilaterally, will uh, forgive $10,000 of your student loan debt. Okay, but my, I guess my question is, uh, how? where does that money come from? Congress has to allocate funds. That's what Nancy Pelosi's saying. So where does President Biden find the cash to pay off these lending okay, institutions? Good question. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. I mean, the executive branch isn't allowed to, unless the Department of Education has a a, a slush fund of three hundred and 
$30 billion they're talking about. I've seen some estimates saying that this could, over 10 years, get close to a trillion dollars. Uh, how, how, do the, how, does, how does that money appear? Where yeah. does it come from? Maybe, maybe Abe will know the answer yeah. to that. I, again, this is just raw Democrat buying off votes politics. Yeah. Quite, quite frankly, I think it could hurt them worse than it could help them. Look, that, that that's a good point. Make that point though, because yeah, you mentioned that before the yeah, show. Yeah, I, I think he's gonna, I, I think this kind of stuff is going to tick off more people than it's going to help, because if you're a person who has worked to pay off your student debt, mm-hmm. uh, we hear stories. We all know people in our families. Maybe you did it. I did it many years ago. Well, I didn't have a lot of debt. Um, uh, we pay, paid as we went along. Uh, but I did work uh, jobs all during college, so I didn't have to ask my parents for any money. Right. So, except for tuition. Uh, but but I'm just saying that there are people who worked hard to pay off their student debt and still are paying off their student debt and uh, who, who aren't going to qualify for this uh, $10,000 of debt, quote, forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And uh, Yeah, who reimburses them? Yeah. What if you, what if you, what if you, uh, paid off your debt in the last, I don't know how many years this goes back, but, uh, pay, pay off, paid off your student debt while the other person was irresponsible mm-hmm. and, and not going, only they're, that, re- they're being rewarded and I'm being punished. You're, you're actually going to pay for their debt forgiveness. If this is coming out of, out of yep. tax money, yep. we're all going to be paying. For and it. there's another aspect to this and it goes back. This idea has been cooking for a couple of years now amongst the Democrats right. that they were going to do this. Back in uh, 2020, two years ago, the father of a student asked Senator Elizabeth Warren if he's going to get the money back that he paid into his kid's tuition. It's kind of an interesting exchange. Cut four. Uh, I just want to ask one question. My daughter's getting out of school. I saved all my money. She doesn't have any student loans. Am I going to get my money back? So you're going to pay for people who didn't save any money. And those of us that did the right thing yeah i hard to hear she's laughing at him oh yeah she's laughing of course you're going to have to pay it hey listen to your point tim there's going to be a lot of people upset can you imagine if you're making hundred and twenty-six thousand dollars. Right, right, just right. over the threshold. You don't get anything, but then there's all these people who have. Why does it matter hard. how much you make? Do I look like a preacher? <laughs> I've got both hands out. I'm, I'm going down down well, to the I'm, altar. I'm pleading. I'm pleading with the congregation to explain to me, please. Yeah. I'm asking a rhetorical question, I guess, but this again, classic Democrat stuff. Why does it matter? What do you make? If you're going to forgive, uh, quote, forgive, or transfer the debt to the taxpayer for people, why do you care whether it's 120, they make $125,000 or $10 million? I, I, can, I can answer. Why does that matter? I can answer the question because they want to be able to say we're helping the poorest Americans. We got to cut it off somewhere. I don't know why they pick $120,000 as the, as the number, but they don't want to be – they don't want to be shown forgiving the debt of someone making 400000 Well, they're making $400,000 because they're worth it. 
Oh, I'm like, yeah. And what what I'm saying is, because they're worth it and they worked hard and they got a good job and they're smart. Yeah. Again, it's the Democrats punishing success. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's that's another aspect of this. I just think this is going to be a loser for the Democrats. For the and one of the main reasons is for what Nancy Pelosi just said a while ago. This is a president of the United States acting like he's the king. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember the Bible story now with the. The uh, person who's the, in debt approaches the king, asking him for forgiveness. Right? Yeah. Well, that was a kingdom. <laughs> right. All right. Mm -hmm. This is a uh, a representative republic where, as Nancy Pelosi said, let the record show. I've agreed with her three times in one show. <laughs> I voiced it when uh, that's the most I've done combined in probably twenty years. <laughs> anyway, uh, she just. The, the, he he can't he can't const. Oh, we're gonna ask Abe about this. I, I don't think he can constitutionally do this. You know, but there's a, look, there's a there is a there's an even deeper problem here, yeah. because we we are becoming what the founders feared. Okay, a powerful centralized federal government yes. sucking everything into itself mm -hmm. and then paying out bribes and spending money it does not have because you raised in our story meeting and you've done this before on this issue, then why not just forgive mortgages? I mean, if, 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 this, if the federal government has become the candy store, mm -hmm. why not forgive mortgages? The government's going to, I mean, the government, you know, uh, guarantees bank accounts and, and mortgages, all those kinds of things so that banks don't suffer. Let's just start handing out money for everybody. Well, I didn't realize until the pandemic that the president of the United States can uh, can say to uh, landlords, you can't collect your debt. Right. You mm -hmm. can't collect your rent. Sorry. Yeah. And they can do that. They've been doing that for, they did that for a long time. Yeah. How can you do that? Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's because, let me just toss this in then, Fred. It, it's because we have gone beyond the Constitution 50 years ago. Bingo. We are no longer a constitutional republic. The federal government just does whatever it wants. And that includes the Justice Department. That includes the whole thing. Right. It is exactly what the founders feared. We are no longer a constitutional republic. And that's why they do unconstitutional, ultra constitutional, beyond the Constitution, and nobody bats an eye, not even the Republicans. Mm. The Republicans made any constitutional arguments in, a, in an mm. age. That's... Sorry, Fred. Yes, no, no, uh -huh. and, and that's you know that's there's so much there. I mean, that's the reason we got to take the states back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, got to return power to the states mm -hmm. as much as possible. This is a big thing that's going on in our country. The mm -hmm. people are recognizing what you just said, Ed. And uh, you know, uh, I think Stephen McDowell says before the, I guess it was before the Civil War or something. Anyway, for a long time in our country, we referred to the. Uh, the the United States of America are uh because it was 50 states the United States of America are mm. meaning that the power that's uh, good the power of the government rested with the states mm. unless you know unless the constitution addressed it specifically that's right <laughs> and then and then we in the early part of the 20th century even into the mid part of the 20th century we switched over to the American United States of America is so, and again, again, that goes back uh, to the concepts uh, and the ideas of our founding fathers, which were they were they were geniuses. Mm -hmm. uh, 
and God put them together all together in one place at one time yeah. to birth uh, the United States of America because what they warned against and they fully understood is what the Bible calls human nature or sin nature. And that is you give a chance, you give, you give people, especially people who don't know the Lord, uh, you give them a chance to control stuff, mm-hmm. control people and right. centralize power. They'll do it every day, all day. That Look at world history. Yeah. And so that's what, so many in Washington, D.C. want to do, they want to centralize power in our nation's capital so that they control everybody and even overrule governors right. on all kinds of issues. That's what uh, th- that's what Biden's trying to do with his Title IX. Yes. Yes. Uh, that's what DeSantis and others, uh, mm-hmm. DeSantis in particular, Governor of Florida, is fighting back against. Uh, Biden's wanting to tell, well, you mentioned this last night on our donor call. Tell what's the issue I'm talking about here? Well, uh, Title IX is meant to, and this goes back to 1972 when uh, laws were written to protect women in sports. And now, what the Biden administration is wanting to do is interpret the word "sex," preventing discrimination based on sex, which we all understood as protecting women <laughs> and giving women the same rights as men have. Now, the Biden administration, by fiat. Not even asking Congress to change the original law, the Biden administration is saying we are going to interpret that word sex to include transgender individuals. So now you're going to have the, in high school and college sports, you're going to have the possibility of men in locker rooms and showers with uh, girls because they claim these men claim to be women go staying in hotel rooms with girls because they claim to be women. And the Biden administration is just simply saying, we're going to do it. We don't even have to have Congress change the law. So that, that's my point. He's wanting to play king of this issue. Right. And say to the rest, of, say to all 50 states, we don't care what your governors say or what your state legislatures say about this issue. We're going to say, if you uh, take any lunch money from the federal government for children, then you're gonna have then then boys will play in girls sports. Yep. And and the and they will and they will be on the shower with the girls. Mm-hmm. Or either we're gonna take that money away from you. Am I overstating that? No. No. Okay. No. They they have said you you will play ball with us on this transgender issue, or you're gonna mm-hmm. run the risk of losing lunch money for yeah. poor kids. Yeah. yeah. Uh. <clears throat> anyway. <clears throat> All right, Fred. You got you got sixty <laughs> seconds. You. you Goodbye. I'll take it, okay? Okay, because I'm on a roll right here. Biden and the Democrats have to be stopped. Yep. Um, well, who's going to stop them? You got to you got to have principled Republicans who are willing to make this constitutional case. And I got to I got to be honest, uh, except for like our people, there there are there are conservatives and constitutionalists who understand this issue. But you can't change college campuses and university campuses. You're going to have to educate people outside that system because it's totally corrupt, like colleges and universities. And now this is all creeping down to schools, even middle schools and elementary schools yeah. with all this uh, it, critical race theory. Listen, we've got, we've, got, we've got a war going on, mm-hmm. and, we're, we're ha- we're, you're, you're, and you're having to figure out where the major battles are. Yeah. And That's then a good way where, where you need to implement 
your your efforts, your energies, and your forces. Because as you say, yeah, this is this is coming from this is incoming mm-hmm. from all directions. And quite frankly, and I know I mentioned stop Biden and the Democrats, uh, and there are some Republicans that would fall into that category yeah. too. So it's not necessarily just a party thing; it's an ideology, right? A political ideology that must be stopped. Uh, and the only way you can stop them is fighting back. Yeah, uh, and you got to fight back on several fronts. And register to vote, folks. And, and got to yeah, vote. Yeah. And there's some good news on this front because school boards are being taken back over by conservatives. We got that coming up. Yep. What does the American Family Association stand for? AFA believes that all men and women, whether in private or public, should be free to exercise their faith without hindrance from the government. These values and more are part of our mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. Thank you for standing with us. Well, we're over halfway full with our trip to Israel, and that's coming up in March 2023. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. Lots of folks are signing up to travel with us, and we would love for you to join us if you've been waiting to go to Israel. As I've said before, there's no COVID travel restrictions any longer coming back into the U.S. or in Israel. There's no testing. And certainly there's no, quote, vaccine requirements. So all you need is a suitcase and a passport. That's it. So all the information is available at TWHolyLand.com, TWHolyLand.com. It's going to be a wonderful time to see the places you read about your whole life in the Bible. And uh, we look forward to taking everyone in March. So join us, TWHolyLand.com, TWHolyLand.com. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. You can add bird watching to the latest list of all things racist and symbolic of white supremacy. The Washington Post published an expansive report on the racist legacy of the Audubon Society and the birding community at large. They say some birds are named after former slave owners and white supremacists. Corinna Newsom is a black ornithologist, and her life's mission is to break down racial barriers and defeat racism in the birding community. The National Audubon Society is also facing the wrath of the cancel culture crowd ruffling feathers because the founder owned slaves. John James Audubon has been dead for 170 years, so it's unclear why this has suddenly become an issue. Miss Newsom says she was troubled because she once had to wear a work shirt that bore Audubon's name. You know, it sounds to me like the Audubon Society is dealing with an infestation of dodo birds, loons, and bird brains. I'm Todd Stearns. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Jeremiah 29, verse 13. American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. 
Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. You know, we're talking about this uh, college loan forgiveness uh, that Biden's going to announce today uh, that's being reported for $10,000 for people who make $125,000 or less. And, um, well, I, let's bring Abe in here and then we'll, then we'll, uh, then I'll continue to take all the airtime. <laughs> um, Abraham Hamilton III is a constitutional attorney. He's on staff with us here at AFA and AFR. And Abe is also, uh, host of the Hamilton Corner each afternoon on American Family Radio, which many of you listen to and enjoy from five to six o'clock central time. Good morning, Abe. Good morning. Hey, Abe, uh, related to this story, uh, I was telling uh, Fred and Ed off the air, I said, you know, the, the, the student loans and colleges and universities and that, that, that is rather predatory, it seems to me. And, and I'm, I'm not one to, uh, People are, we are all responsible for our own actions. So when, when I sign up to take out a loan from the bank to buy my house, I'm, I know I'm fully aware of what I'm doing. And if I don't pay it, guess what? If I default, they come get the house and I'm, I'm, I got to find somewhere else to live because I haven't uh, owned up to my contractual agreement. But with student loans, uh, that is still the case. We are all responsible. The students, uh, the parents, whoever agrees to this, you're still responsible, fully aware that you have to pay this money back. So you get into a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars of debt. That's on you. Mm-hmm. Okay. That that's your problem. You shouldn't have ever done that in the first place. Right. Uh, but however, Abe, and I know you weren't on to a- talk about this particular aspect, but when tuition keeps going up five, six, seven percent annually. They're only doing that, these colleges and universities, are they not? Because they know that these students are going to be able to get easy loans. Am I right? Yeah, you're right. It, it, and it's not it's more than that. It, it, there's a more economic basis for the in, increase in the tuition costs because they know not only are the students going to be able to get loans, but they have federal backing directly from the taxpayers. Right. That was one of the, the massive adjustments under uh, the Obama era adjustment in our economic uh, operations when under the the in under the guise of, well, we were responding to the housing crisis of 2008 where you had this massive move to basically federalize the student loan industry. It's like, whoa. So you already had tuition costs increasing with the access to easy loans in the first place. But then when these colleges learned that, well, the federal government is now backing these loans. Well, you you have a direct line to a consistent source of funding. And so uh, in the face of everything else that's happened in society, if you look on a graph and you put uh, the increase in college tuition costs over the last, let's say, 40 years or whatever, there's one industry and one industry alone that has no dips in its in its revenue generation. And that is college education. Those costs just go. They skyrocket. And it is, as you said, because of the easy access to, to these loans. And now you have federal backing for them. Call who oh, hold on, let's paper. introduce you. 
Oh, I'm sorry. We haven't introduced you. weren't you supposed properly. to be on yet. I'm sorry. Yeah, but but, uh, <laughs> but Doc, he can't help himself. Dr. Alex McFarland is with us in the <laughs> studio, and uh, he's host of Exploring the World with Brother Bert this afternoon. Now, go ahead. Uh, well, I, I couldn't stay silent on this. I, you've <laughs> we heard noticed. It in lending, who holds the paper? So if, mm-hmm. let's say you get a house mortgage with a lender, and then about a year later, you'll get a letter that says your loan has been bought by somebody else. Right. What a lot of people don't know, in 2010, see, prior to the Affordable Care Act, virtually all student loans were in the hands of private lenders. It was a product but it was guaranteed by the federal government if there was a default. But during 2010, the Congressional Budget Mm -hmm. Office took student loans incrementally under the umbrella of the federal government. So the federal Mm -hmm. government is holding the paper, not private lenders. Do you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so our government, really unbeknownst to much of anybody, unless you're, you know, really into reading what the uh, budget office is doing, our government has gotten in the business of lending mm-hmm. and who hold on all these student loans who holds the paper the federal government does now so if the originator of the loan decides hey you know what with a stroke of a pen i'm going to forgive all these debts okay that's what a company might do but who is on the hook for this 1.75 mm-hmm. trillion dollars are us who every april 15 pay our membership dues to club mm-hmm. america Hey, is it, uh, Alex, I want you to, uh, not Alex and Bert, but come on, Tim. <laughs> come on, man. Abraham. Abe, yes, Abraham. Yeah. Abe, I want you to listen to uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House, and this is her in uh, July of 2021, about this whole idea of uh, President of the United States being able to wipe away student loan debt. Listen to this. People think that the President of the United States has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. He can postpone, he can delay, but he does not have that power. That would that has to be an act of Congress. The question of who gets forgiven uh, is, a, is a debate, but the president can't do it. So that's not even a discussion. Well, apparently the president can do it and is going to do it later today. Abe, <laughs> who's telling the truth here? Oh my goodness! Uh, this is this is I'm, I'm laughing not because this is funny, but this is just such a comedy of errors. Um, so you you have the federal government, as Alex rightly pointed out, now being the holder of paper in all of these loans, and you have the Biden administration saying they're going to cancel it out. What what they're proposing, I anticipate, is some executive action that will be compounded by either congressional action or inaction in the sense that if you have a president who exceeds the scope of his office, but you have a Congress that refused to uh, assert that exceeding scope of his office, then you effectively have the power operating at at the executive level. And so much of the chicanery um, that that is presented is in in this refusal to, to operate with the strict separation of powers. So if the Biden administration announces their, their cancellation of student loan debt, do you expect Nancy Pelosi to come out and say, hey, Mr. Biden, you've exceeded your executive authority? Well, I, I don't know. I don't I don't know. This this is I, on normal circumstances about almost any other issue. I would say, yes, you'll find silence on the part of the speaker Pelosi on this Democrat versus Democrat. Right. White House versus Biden versus Pelosi. But but Abe, 
that clip we just played is going to be played for Nancy Pelosi. Somebody mm-hmm. is. Uh, uh, and there's no wiggle room in what she said. There's no ambiguity. She didn't say, well, I don't know. There's a question of constitutionality of that. We would have to look at that. We would have to see. She said, end of discussion. He can't do it. So, huh? She said, he, he can't he do can't it. Can't end do of it. discussion. And by the way, I'm going to Taiwan. I don't care what he says. Right. Do you remember uh, former President Obama saying he didn't have the constitutional authority to allow, I don't know, undocumented immigrants who may be the children of adult migrants who came here illegally yeah. that he didn't have the authority to do it. And then he did it. So you're saying hypocrisy <laughs> never stops Democrats. Yeah. Not in the least bit. They can uh, tell you today that I'll never drink, have lunch at noon. And then tomorrow saying tonight we're having lunch at noon. Yeah, I mean, I know, they, they, I know. but, 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 no but, but uh, she could. okay. But it will be interesting to see and may not, but you may be right. Abe. I, I know the hypocrisy is and, is out there, but that was Obama saying he couldn't do something that he reversed himself on. This is mm-hmm. going to be the Speaker of the House, most powerful member of Congress, Nancy Pelosi, said, you can't do this, Mr. President. What do you say about that? Mm. Or say to her, can he do this now? Are you good with this now? I mean, I, I just, maybe that won't mm-hmm. happen. I know the media is in bed with the Democrats, but they're going to have to choose which <laughs> Democrats they're in bed with right here mm. yeah. on this mm. one. Um, is it? All right, so... Hey, what the bottom line is, you you would say as a constitutional attorney that uh, that the president of the United States does not. Ha- you agree with Nancy Pelosi? He does not have the constitutional authority to do uh, debt forgiveness. With this, Nancy, yes, I would agree because the confiscation of the of the student loan industry happened congressionally. You know, it happened through actions through yeah. Congress. Yeah. It wasn't executive action. Uh, so it, if we're if there is a thing called the Constitution and Judge Posner is wrong, the Constitution doesn't mean what judges say it means. It means what the words on the page say, then it would require congressional action. But the, the, the same could be said with these, in my opinion, unlawful moratoriums on the student loan industry that he continues to extend. And concerning today's announcement, I wouldn't be surprised if it's some combination of an announcement of an extension of the loan moratorium and some projected down the line commitment to do something in terms of, of well, how uh, about can, 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 is it constitutional for a government to tell uh, landlords they can't collect rent? <laughs> no, COVID. which our Supreme Court had to tell the Biden administration, but that didn't stop him from doing that either. And, yeah. and down ahead, in Miami yeah. right now, um, the government is saying they're going to be uh, caps on on what landlords can charge for rent. People, Where is this? In, in Miami. Miami. This was in the news a couple of days ago that, uh, you know. <laughs> price control, like in price communist control. countries. Yes. Um, and yeah. people that have rental property in the city of Miami are all up in arms because city council says we're going to put caps on what you're allowed to charge for rent. But Attorney Hamilton, this is Alex That's- McFarland. If I were your client, um, <laughs> back when I was in college and then graduate school and seminary, I had to take out loans, which uh, Angie and I paid back, and she was in nursing school. So may we apply and get reimbursed for the <laughs> loans that we uh, honestly paid back? Yeah, that's, that's a great question, Abe, because— That's what, Alex. I, no, I'm talking to, to Abe. Uh, Alex is— Oh, you're, you're pointing at Alex. And, so yeah, so call, about my tuition him. and loans and payments, I, I feel like I'm due to be reimbursed. Now. Yeah, what happens to all the people— uh, This is microphone. I'm Abe. sorry. Excuse me. No, yeah, I'm still I, here. I apologize. I'm still here. 
guys, I'll, I'm trying to get make sure we're technically uh, sound. Talk it. Do a yeah, test. Do you a know, test. fair is fair. Hey, I want to get reimbursed. Alex, Attorney do, a, do a test $10,000. Test $10,000. Test $10,000. $1.75 trillion. <laughs> okay. That's he's right. mentioning he's, We're doing a test one, two, three. Okay. I yeah. apologize. No, hey, over. listen. So my question, Abe, is let's say the president does this, whether he has a constitutional authority to do it or not. Let's say he does this. Mm-hmm. What legal recourse does everybody else have who does not yeah, benefit from this? Yeah. Can we sue? Technically, technically none, you know, because like like you, Alex, I had loans at law school. And thankfully, by God's grace, my wife and I were able to pay them back. Amen. Um, but but there's no. Can, can you all hear me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That You wouldn't have a right of action because you pay back your loans. Uh, Alex, myself, others pursuant to the contract you entered into to pay them back. So just because someone else who entered into a contract similar to you uh, happens to have the, the portions of their obligation uh, to be forgiven or to no longer be required by the holder of the paper, that does not create a right of action for you to assert anything. Okay. And, and the thing, one of the most amazing things that's, that's so laughable about all of this is that they just passed a lie of legislation called the Inflation Reduction Act while they're now proposing to forgive, which could be up to $900 billion of debt right. uh, attributable, payable to the federal government that will exacerbate inflation even the more. But they're willing to do it. They're willing to consider it. You know, it, it's, it's just it's laughable when economists have, have posited that 60% of, of the proposed people to be forgiven for this loan forgiveness are in the top wage earners in the country. You know, so it's just, yeah. Uh, so to answer your question, though, specifically, Ed, that wouldn't create a private right of action for you just because you paid your loan back or right. someone else who paid their loan back, you wouldn't have any right of action uh, because someone else gets theirs forgiven. All the liberals know how to do is tax and spend and regulate. That, yep. That's, 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 what, they that's what they live for. Mm-hmm. You take that away from them, they got, they got no purpose. Right life really tax spend and regulate and and i'll I'll just let me just toss in why i think that is is because as the democratic party moves further and further away from god they're trying to create a utopia here on earth Mm -hmm. and that's Mm -hmm. the way they do it we got to spend money to make everybody's life bliss yeah and and one more thing the more who's talking the more yeah sorry about that the more they they do this the greater the power they have because people become more and more dependent on that government. And that's exactly what the Democrats want. The pandemic proved that. They want the power. And, and, and you know, I think as soon as this fall election is over, there's going to be another COVID scare. Mm. Lock it down again. Mm. We're starting to see it in some jurisdictions. Masks again. They're telling kids you're going to have to stay home if you don't refuse to wear a mask. We're not going to let you in the schools. Yeah. Well, listen, Abe, uh, thank you, my friend, for uh, being on with us. Uh, and we look forward to the Hamilton Corner this afternoon. And uh, and we'll see, you, we'll see you later today. Thank you. Okay, that's Abraham Hamilton III. You're listening to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. I think we have thoroughly vented and, uh, on this, and, uh, and it deserved it. It did, see, it did deserve it to be vented on. You know what? I, I mentioned earlier that, uh, you know, Friday's my birthday. My wife and I are going out for pizza. I want the federal government to pay for that. <laughs> $10,000 worth of pizzas. Well, what I maybe say not for that. You, Ed. 20 bucks is all I'm asking uh, for the federal government. And then, and then, and then, and, and then forget, 
they need to also forgive the calories and pounds that'll add to your body. <laughs> if the if Cancel President that. Biden has that kind of power to do what he's doing, you're all blows. for that. <laughs> yes. Come on, let's see what kind of power he really has. All right, we're gonna we're gonna do some topic whiplash right here, and we're Alex. You were you're in you're uh, you live in the in North Carolina. Yes, sir. Uh, like the you live out in the country though, right? I do. Um, and you you make peanut butter. We do. Yes, we do. I'm not kidding. I know. Yeah, I've do you, you, you grow peanuts on your farm there? No, we did or for you, a lot of years. You, I don't have time anymore. Now, now I have to pay somebody to grow the peanuts for me. But uh, so you're a you're a landowner with a with a, a farming a little, business. We got a got a farm. We we've been in a place. The little town where I live, Pleasant Garden, was started in the aftermath of a John Wesley revival. Is that a oh, real wow. name for that Pleasant town? Garden? Pleasant Garden. Seriously, sound like a sound like a nursing home. <laughs> I, I, it, it, it is pleasant, and there are a lot of gardens. Put your loved one at Pleasant, pleasant Garden. Pleasant Garden. <laughs> now that's funny. That's a fist bump yeah. right there. I, I live on some land where John Wesley preached. Honest. That it's just, that's just an amazing yeah. name for a community. Pleasant Garden. Yeah. yeah. Although. Tim ruined it by saying it's, you know, like nursing making home. fun of my home place. <laughs> now, All right, so, 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 but you're uh, hardly ever there because I, you're I, on yeah. the road a lot. That's yeah. true. Uh, but I just don't, you're the only peanut, uh, farmer, peanut, peanut butter, yeah. peanut farmer, peanut butter maker right. I've ever met. And we, we look forward to getting I'm a tent maker, really. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I sell peanut butter to help fund the spread of the gospel. Amen, brother. Amen. All right, I wanted to, uh, this morning, <laughs> During staff devotion, yeah. you, you did you did a devotion for our staff here this morning while you're in town, and um, you you were sharing about and we talked about this yesterday with Frank Turek, some about the how Darwin Darwinism and evolution they just fall apart when you when when pressed on uh, you know uh, uh, just so many levels logic the Bible. Uh, observation there's so many things that just cancel that out humanistic evolution but you were talking uh, you gave a couple of examples this morning which our staff was just draw jaws were dropping because yeah, uh, this is powerful yeah. uh and you you talked about the woodpecker oh, yeah. of all things right yeah yeah all right tell our listeners about this uh evolution uh Amazing design. This well, is, it, it is. And by the way, even the, the morass that our government finds itself in is due to the rejection of God and morality. Because, yes. you know, the whole country was founded on the idea of uh, these inalienable rights that come from our creator. And because God created the universe and God made each one of us, there's a moral, objective, absolute, binding moral standard on everybody. And what we're seeing all the chicanery is... I like the word that Abe chose chicanery because we've rejected God. But in devotions, Tim, I was talking about, uh, and I'm just amazed by it, the woodpecker, the one of 20,000 birds that we know of. And the woodpecker has wound up within its head a retractable tongue that can extend up to 10 inches beyond its beak. This is just amazing. Now, I just cannot believe all this came about by accident. Uh, the woodpecker hits on the tree, goes through the bark, goes into the wood, and extracts insects. Well, on the tip of that tongue are these barbs, just like an arrow, like an archer would shoot, 
And on the end of that tongue is a gland that secretes glue, a very viscous, sticky glue to get the insect into the woodpecker's mouth for food, right? So uh, at the top of the woodpecker's esophagus, around the perimeter of its throat, is a gland that dissolves the glue. So the tongue, goes. it's just like a tape measure. The tongue goes deep into the tree, gets the insect, the glue, and the barb, take the food to the woodpecker's mouth, but so the woodpecker doesn't choke itself, there's a gland as the woodpecker swallows that dissolves the glue, enables the insect or the larva to go down the throat, protein and nutrition. It's amazing. And all of this is going on hundreds of times a minute. <laughs> if you've ever heard a woodpecker, it sounds like, <laughs> you know. And this is just one of many birds. Uh, These are one, this is one of many examples, hundreds of thousands of examples that you could give if we had the time that only points to a creator. Design uh, and specificity. God made the woodpecker. Yeah. It, Look at the design to be able to accomplish what it does. That can't evolve no over way. time by, it, by, by, by random chance. There's all kinds of other things that go into the woodpecker in terms of it, the, the ability it, for it to withstand the pounding. I, my understanding is the hearing of the woodpecker, they hear the insect inside the tree. They exactly. know exactly where to they to, do to grab that insect. You know, but you know what the anteater said to the woodpecker, right? Yeah. There, are, there are easier ways to do this. Yeah. <laughs> there are easier ways to do this. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, now the woodpecker, just, just a question, the woodpecker is using its, its beak yes. to, to pound the wood, correct? Uh, hundreds of pounds of pressure. Oh, okay, so that's knocking the bark off. That's penetrating the tree. And then that 10-inch tongue yes. goes in to get the to get whatever is the uh, the payload there. But right. you know what? Um, it just would take a fool to believe that something comes from nothing, chaos is the mother of order, and that chance right. produced intelligence. Right. And you know, with, That's what uh, you were pointing out in devotion. That, that we're having fun with this, but at the same yeah. time, there's so many things that oh we look goodness. at that, that, that you, you can't explain with random chance. Uh, and I also mentioned the, the Venus flytrap, which is the famed plant. It only, in the whole wide world, grows within a 90-mile perimeter in North Carolina. I didn't know that. You said that. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that's where this originates. Nowhere else in the world you will find in the wild, only in the Carolinas there. But now, here's the thing, and I, I've got to believe the good Lord has a sense of humor, because the Bible says in the last days there will be those that forbid the eating of meat. Now, here's a plant— that's carnivorous. Yes. Now, if if a human and I wonder how the vegans deal with the vegans deal with the Venus flytrap because here's a plant that's a meat eater. Yeah. And so, if a human were to eat a Venus flytrap, the headline might read, uh, "Man eating plant eaten, eaten by plant eating man." <laughs> <laughs> but this is going to blow your mind. And I was saying this in devotions, folks. There are these trigger hairs because see, like. You might ask the question, why doesn't a raindrop cause the Venus flytrap to close? And it doesn't. This is, now, this is going to blow your mind because plants have to be pollinated. And my point in sharing this is that our infinitely wise creator designed all this stuff. All right, uh, a little insect, a bug, a fly, or even a snail goes into the, the clutches of the Venus flytrap. A trigger hair is hit. Within 20 seconds, and it's like how you, you read 
Horticulturists will say, how does the, the plant know to do this? And a timer is operative in a plant. Well, it's an enigma. We don't know. Now, I know as a Christian that God designed it. But if if another movement happens within 20 seconds, then the plant will begin to close. But here's the thing. There's only three bugs that pollinate Venus flytraps, two types of beetles or a bee. Now, in the 90-mile range where the Venus flytrap is indigenous, only place in the world, there are more than 100 insects flying around. How does the Venus flytrap know to eat the fly, but the three bugs that pollinate these plants, it will not close on Are you eat. serious? This is, it's just spooky here. The beetles or the bee that spread the pollen and thus keep the plant alive, it will not close on one of those. Hmm. Now, you, hey, so you didn't share that this morning. Yeah, I didn't. That blows me away. Doesn't that blow you away? And so these two types of beetle or one type of bee that will pollinate, it won't close on those. And how the evolutionary literature will say, we don't know. <laughs> and how did it evolve? We don't know. And I was reading, uh, preparing for devotions. It said, um, it is unknown how this plant came to be. But it was probable over millions of years an evolutionary gradual process. Here's my point. There, there's this principle in philosophy called Occam's Razor. There was a dude named William of Occam. And he, what he basically said was this. Trim the fat. The, the most likely explanation is the one that answers the most questions and raises the fewest questions. Here's my postulate, brothers. God made it. There was an all-powerful, all-wise God who created the universe, planet Earth, you and me, and his name is Jesus. Amen. 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 Preach it, brother. That blows me away, man. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All so right. we'll be on Exploring the Word today, 3 to 4 Central, 4 to 5 Eastern, and so forth. What are y'all going to be talking about? We'll be in Isaiah 52, Bert Harper and I, plus all of your Bible questions and answers. Exploring hey, right. the word. Hey, can I just say just quickly, I this is one of the many, many reasons why I love American Family Association, American Family Radio. I know I work here, Amen. but it's because we give you political, economic, all these kinds of insights and the gospel. Amen. 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 Uh, all right. And we point you to the most important book in your life. Amen. And that's the Holy Bible. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, gentlemen. We'll be back in five minutes with more of today's issues. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.